Hello, latest PS5 community. Don't mind me, I'm just here to let you know that this week this episode is completely advertisement free. Therefore, you can enjoy this episode with absolutely no interruptions. If, of course, you prefer to gain access to all of our ad-free episodes, this is available through our Patreon link in the description. Enough from me, back to the show. Incredibly exciting. It's really about As a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode, let me just check because I can't remember, 126 of the latest PS5. We've got a quick week for you this week, and we'll explain why later. We're going to go over the DualSense Edge tech update. It's not good. We've got the future of Tomb Raider to talk about. And ladies and gentlemen, after a year of back and forth, back and forth, what was the UK Christmas number one? Well, we'll get there. We will get there. And who better to get there with than my host for 50 previous weeks this year, Mr. Alex Sylvester. How you doing, Alex? What's up, what's up, what's up? All good, all good. Getting ready for the festivities this year. I can't wait to dive into the news. Definitely. Um... What have you been playing, mate? That's what I want to know. What have you been playing after uh, finishing God of War? What did you go to? Yeah, after finishing God of War, I started to play the game that I uh, started the year with, which was Horizon Zero uh, from the <laughs> West. You get it? Yeah, so I'm uh, slowly going through back now, just trying to get into the whole narrative of it all. And, uh, you know, it's it's getting there. It's getting there, you know. Um, I don't know you, you, ruin, you ruin your own experiences. You, you're basically doing the equivalent of... I'm going to watch John Wick Chapter 4, Part A, and then I'm going to leave the cinema a quarter of the way through. I'll come back in in its final run, and I'll watch another quarter. Then I'll wait for it to come onto uh, digital platforms. Then I'll watch another quarter. Okay, I'm watching the ending. And then you're going to be like, actually, what's in all that? It's because you didn't do it all in one go. <laughs> well, it depends, man. We'll see. We'll see. If you can catch my, uh, my interest again, then it will be the sign of a good game, really. There's loads of games that you can go back to. You can take Touché. a break and go back to and still pick it up. Just like Last of Us. Last of Us, I can still dive in. And nah, still nah, 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 nah. If I know yeah. correctly, listen, you say all this stuff, but with The Last of Us, you went through that shit. <laughs> I remember. I don't remember I you breaking from The Last of Us. Nah, you know I did it. Mean? I did it. But even go, even breaking through it, man, I mean... The- the game's still amazing, but the thing is, the thing with um, Horizon, it's like I'm sure I'll pick up the momentum a bit later. It's like I've just been doing all the side missions, which don't really have anything to do with anything, but so they get up to the main story, yeah, man. Focus on that story now, man. Uh, I've moved on to the Callisto Protocol, which is an absolute great game to go on to after something like God of War because it's very, um, I wouldn't say very, it is quite uh, linear. You can't get lost in this game, um, mm-hmm. so it's it's beautiful. Ray tracing is beautiful. My advice: if you're gonna play this game, um, don't switch the performance mode on. This is a sort of game that d- you don't need it running at sixty frames per second because you want to be moving at the speed you're intended to. You want that. This is a sort of game that the ray tracing and the lighting needs to be on. And oh man, it makes a difference. It's scary, which yeah. is good. Like you're walking down and there's a ninety degree alleyway. A hallway and there's a turn and then you see the light and you see just a monster shadow in that light you're like oh crap you know what i mean and it's just it's so the lighting is so good the game's really good and as i said it's a nice change from the heavy load of god of war you know what i mean to going into something just kind of easy to play 
you know, so uh, highly recommended. It's a good game. So this week, it is a quick episode. We don't have Demi with us this week because she's preparing our final episode of the year, which we're going to record today as well, but it won't go live till next week unless you're a Patreon. That will also go live this week. So you'll get two weeks of episodes this week and that will be our game of the year episode so she will be hosting that and she's preparing for that one so it's just me and alex this week as a result we've got no game recommendations so we're going to go straight into the news alex are you ready i'm ready all right mr william wallace number one each year along with all other end of year game awards being done across the industry the playstation blog asks players to vote in different categories based on games from the previous year This year, unsurprisingly, it was dominated by a singular game, which we'll get into. Um, This game took 10 out of 16 Platinums available in the awards. So I'm going to go straight into the awards. Okay. So the way they do it is bronze, silver, gold, and then the overall winner gets the Platinum trophy. Best new character, Melina from Elden Ring won bronze. Odin from God of War Ragnarok won silver. Cat from Stray won gold. And Thor from God of War Ragnarok was the winner with the Platinum Trophy. Best Story, the bronze winner, Horizon Forbidden West. Elden Ring won silver. The Last of Us Part 1 won gold. And God of War Ragnarok won platinum. PlayStation Graphical Showcase. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was bronze. Elden Ring was silver. Horizon Forbidden West was gold. And God of War Ragnarok was the winner with a platinum again you can guess which game won all the platinums that i was telling you about best art direction stray bronze horizon silver elden ring gold and god of war platinum best audio design horizon forbidden west bronze call of duty modern warfare 2 silver elden ring gold god of war ragnarok platinum soundtrack of the year horizon forbidden west bronze the last of us part one silver Elden Ring Gold and God of War Ragnarok Platinum. Best Accessibility Features, FIFA 23 Bronze, Horizon Forbidden West Silver, The Last of Us Part 1 Gold, God of War Ragnarok Platinum. Best Use of the Dual Sense, I disagree with this one. Stray, Bronze, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Silver, Horizon Forbidden West Gold and God of War Ragnarok Platinum. Gran Turismo 7 should have won that. Best Multiplayer Experience, Gran Turismo 7, Bronze, FIFA 23, Silver, Overwatch 2, Gold, Call of Duty Modern Warfare was the winner with Platinum. Best Ongoing Game, Four Guys, Bronze, Final Fantasy 14, Silver, Fortnite, Gold, Call of Duty Warzone 2.0, Platinum was the winner. Best Sports Game, F1 2022, Bronze, NBA 2K23, Silver, FIFA 23, Gold, Gran Turismo 7, Platinum, eFootball, the God winner. (laughs) (laughs) Best best independent game of the year. Inscription, Bronze, Cult of the Lamb, Silver, Sifu, Gold, and Stray was the winner with Platinum. Best re-release. The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, Bronze, Life is Strange Remastered Collection, Silver, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga Collection, Gold, and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, Platinum. Best PS4 game, Stray Bronze, Horizon Silver, Elden Ring Gold, God of War, Platinum. Best PS5 game, same again, Stray Bronze, Horizon Silver, Elden Ring Gold, God of War, Platinum. Most anticipated game 
of 2023 and beyond. Assassin's Creed Mirage, Bronze. Marvel's Wolverine, Silver. Resident Evil 4, Gold. And Hogwarts Legacy was the winner with Platinum. Alex, that's the PlayStation blog of all, which is voted for by gamers. Millions of votes counted. There's a lot of recency bias to God of War winning so many of them that they did, you know what I mean? But, I mean, Hogwarts, dude... A, a lot of gamers are dumb to think Wolverine's coming out in 2023 and they forgot about Spider-Man 2, so that should be swapped. <laughs> but you know what? I, I can't disagree with them, man. After watching that recent gameplay of Hogwarts, I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it looks good, all right. It? Yeah, yeah, I'm not even really into Harry Potter, but yeah, I'll definitely give it a go. Uh, Resident Evil 4 also looks good. Um, oh, is yeah, that going to be released on the uh, PS4 as well? Or is that just PS5 only? Uh, I want to say... It's coming to PS4 as well, I think. <sighs> you know what I mean? Let's I'll double check while you talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, Marvel's Wolverine, obviously, yeah, I mean, everybody's waiting for that, but we haven't seen anything more than, like, his claws coming out of his bloody skin on the CG trailer, in it? So, yeah, we're exactly. not seeing that for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, 2023 will be the year of Spider-Man. We were into yeah, it's coming to PlayStation Spider-Man. 4 and PlayStation oh, 5. Why? And, uh, but, oh, I mean, why? I think it's one of those games, though, where... I mean, it's not going to get that Last of Us love. It, it could have had that Last of Us remake love by being rebuilt properly and looked stunning. But they they understand that. I mean, we know now why these decisions are being made on these games that have already been in development because we just look at God of War sales numbers on PS4 and you're like, yeah, that's why. But when you look at the games that are being announced now, there's no PS4 to them. So you've seen that where the offset was. You know, games that are still coming to PS4 were games that were in development, got stuck by COVID and lockdowns, but they're still going to come. You know what I mean? Whereas other games which have got decent production now and development are not coming to PS4. But yeah, interesting list. They got a war taking 10 out of 16 possible Platinums. And the only reason it didn't take 16 out of 16 is it wasn't in the category to uh, <laughs> to win those other six, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to see... Obviously, uh, games are the most anticipated list. You know, Wolverine's clawing his way, but a certain Spider-Man didn't swing in there, but he did swing into the news report for number two. Yes, let's dive in. Uh, <laughs> Insomniac, no, I like that transition. Insomniac Games has officially confirmed that Spider-Man 2 will launch for, uh, PS4 5 this fall uh, in 2023, uh, matching the leak earlier this week from the website um, of one of the game's writers. Something the studio totally revealed spoke about last week. It is. Yeah, the studio revealed that the news in a post on the PlayStation blog detailing some of the biggest highlights for Sony's next uh, Sony's console next year. Uh, what a year it's been for the PlayStation Studios here at Insomniac Games. We've been in absolute awe of the work of our peers. Congrats to everyone on a successful 2022. And here's to next year being just as exciting, if not more, to be honest. I mean, it's going to be a massive year. It's going to be one of the greatest years for video games. It is. Yeah, yeah. 2022 is going to shit on 2022. Uh, But yeah, uh, with Marvel's um, Spider-Man 2 ready for release next fall, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 sees Peter Parker and Miles Morales teaming up against resident super baddie Venom, played by a horror veteran, Tony Todd from Candyman fame. And the likes, he's got an amazing voice. But yeah, I can't wait. I'm sure a lot of listeners can't wait for that game as well. Oh yeah, definitely. We spoke about obviously her putting that in her um, bio last week, you know, and Insomniac have come out and confirmed that the game is coming out for we, again, last week spoke about September, late mm-hmm. September maybe for the game. Yeah. But 
Yeah, you talked about 2023. You're looking at like the year of 2018 where you had God of War, where you had Spider-Man, where you had Red Dead and 2011 when you had Uncharted and Skyrim. And this is 2023 is a ridiculous, ridiculous year for video games. You know what I mean? It's going to be insane. Game of the Year nomination is going to have about 50 games up for it, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I hope the uh, the the you know team green actually steps up to the plate as well with some decent games as well to kind of well I mean competition. They, I said it months and months and months ago that uh, Phil Spencer is not very good at leading studios, and the evidence has been in the last however from the day he took over to today. Mm. But everything is aligned for them for twenty twenty three, and they've made the smart decision when they're getting shit on by Sony by their fans and gamers for not having anything for the new series consoles to delay Starfield takes mm. balls. You know, they could have just released it and says, yeah, it's a trend now to release a game and then fix it, you know, but they want to make sure they get it right, you know, mm. and the companies they bought before, you know, um, like Ninja Theory and all that, who was still waiting for Hellblade 3, and then you got Bethesda's games and Microsoft Studios games. The games are lining up for a strong 2023. It's going to be crazy, you know, and I think it's going to be a big year for all three. Sony has got PSVR 2. They've got um, Spider-Man 2. They've got announcements to make. They've got the revised hardware. Xbox has all their games and their ad mm-hmm. tier for Game Pass. Nintendo, they're not going to release it, but they will announce and talk about new hardware um and i'm guessing mario mm. kart to tie in with that because one of their big ips will launch with that new new machine you know what i mean so they're gonna have to talk about it next year <laughs> Let's see. get ready for the next battle okay number three a joint press release from amazon games and crystal dynamics has revealed that the new tomb raider game will be a single-player narrative-driven adventure and that the former is not only helping out with development but will also act as the game's publisher. In typical Tomb Raider fashion, the new game will include mind-bending puzzles to solve and we'll see Lara Croft encountering a wide variety of enemies to face and overcome. If you can hear my daughter in the background, my bad. It's also the biggest, most expensive Tomb Raider game to date. Unfortunately, that's about all we know right now, although the studios did say that more info will be announced at a later date. Alex, Amazon Games, publishing Tomb Raider. Yeah, man, flexing their muscles. Obviously, you know, they've got cash from here to the moon or even the Mars. And uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see what they can actually do with a game or a franchise like Tomb Raider. Uh, Because obviously, you know, Amazon spread across the whole plethora of the spectrum from TV shows to obviously, you know, about their stores. But to games now... You know, and uh, be interesting to see exactly which, like, are they going to release it on all platforms or is it just going to be on their service? I mean, what's what we're looking at? Oh, it's definitely going to be on all platforms because it's all about money now. You know, Mm. Amazon will offer great deals for it and things like that, but it will definitely be on everything. Um, Mm. I think one thing you will see is Amazon won't put it on Game Pass. You know what I mean? Unless Microsoft <laughs> turn around. Know. And I was going to say, unless Microsoft turn around and do what they usually do, what what did it cost you to develop the game? We'll pay you that back. You make your profit elsewhere. Yeah. And we get the game on Game Pass, you know, so. You know, but I do hope, I do hope we get to see Amazon flexing their cloud game technology as well. So obviously they're going to be investing a lot of money into this game and this will be a great showcase um, for their cloud tech as well. Obviously Google's laid to the wayside and we know that Microsoft's got theirs in the bag. 
let's see what Amazon could do because they have a giant network and I'm sure it could easily handle this, you know, so I'm mm, really looking forward to seeing it. Release it on everybody who's got like a fire TV. Could you imagine that? You can just like hook straight into the game. Bad. Um, anyway. Well, Lara Croft is coming back into a world that's dominated by a new female character lead and that's uh, the lady in number four. <laughs> <laughs> and lady number four would be from Guerrilla Games, um, who has revealed in a series of job listings that it is indeed working on a Horizon online co-op game. Hey, Louis! Of rumors. There it is. There's a connection. Hey, Louis! Uh, but 17 uh, job positions offer grabs in total, all of which pertain to an online project and specifically mention Horizon. For example, the lead world designer reads, uh, Guerrilla is looking for a lead world designer to bring the expanding Horizon universe to a multiplayer audience uh gorilla is looking for an experienced and passionate serial combat designer to help create a variety of machine enemies that are spectacular challenging and memorable to fight cooperatively gorilla games went on a step further by posting social media that horizon multiplayer will include a new cast of characters and a unique stylized look friends will be able to explore the majestic wild of horizon together wow that would be amazing yeah because it's it's just a it's such an expansive game and yeah it does deserve the right to you know just have the multiplayer and co-op aspects of it you know you imagine trying to take down one of those massive titans down you know with your mates you know mm. and the awesome. good thing about this is uh i'll call it now it will be the multiplayer game will be day and date on pc because they already said that the multiplayer games were more like we, you know we already kind of said that the multiplayer will be day and date and the reason being this game already exists. It's called Monster Hunter. You know what I mean? Um, but this is <laughs> going to be in Horizon with the mechs. Now, you imagine all the PC players wanting, who obviously love Horizon. It's a best-selling mm. PlayStation game on PC at the moment. And we see how big Horizon is. It's got the TV show coming. And if they do this game, and then they say, yeah, it's free to play, it's mm. going to have a And they get the... Co- Stylized look tells me they're not going to go as intense as they are because obviously that will take a lot of power, yeah. right? To get Forbidden West looks, but if they stylize that look and get the gameplay nailed, mm-hmm. like you said, you got somebody flying in to take down like one of the mechs while somebody's tying the legs and somebody's climbing and stuff like yeah. that. It's really cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Struggled for a long time with surviving, and you, no matter what. You keep finding something to fight for. Number five, you got five on it as always. Mm-hmm. Sony's upcoming DualSense Edge controller will feature a moderately shorter battery life than the standard version mm-hmm. of the PS5 pad mm-hmm. the format holder has revealed to The Verge. The DualSense Edge is a premium priced controller that features a number of enhancements over the original DualSense, including replaceable stick modules. However, battery life isn't increased due to needing to balance it with the newly added features. The DualSense Edge wireless controller's operating time is moderately shorter than the original DualSense wireless controller because we've included many more features with the same form factor and ergonomic design as the original DualSense controller. We wanted to strike a good balance between wireless operating time and delivering robust high-performance features. Additionally, the longer USB-braided cable is also great for competitive players who prefer playing with a wired connection to avoid wireless interference. This option preserves battery life. Sony recently launched a behind-the-scenes video at the DualSense Edge, offering a glimpse at the design process behind the controller. That video is about six minutes. 
The DualSense mm-hmm. Edge controller is slated for release on January 26, 2023, priced at $199 or £210. Alex. Mm. Well, I can I'm, I'm, at £210, I was expecting a nuclear fusion battery, but yeah. we're not getting that. So, how expensive is the tech in the pad? <laughs> You're not yeah. going to put a new battery in there. This, I guess, you know, when I heard that, I just thought, okay, this kind of goes in line with what uh, Sony's been doing recently, right? Of late, trying to make everything lighter and a lot more um, cost effective on their part. And I guess that even includes uh, changing up the batteries uh, in the pads, which obviously you'd expect to spend such a premium price for this controller. You'd expect the beefiest, like you said, you know what I mean? A next generation battery because it's designed for competitive gaming. And the last thing you want to do is to have to hook it straight up by USB-C. Um, you want to go on as long as you can. Uh, and obviously it's going to be a lot more um, intensive. It's going to drain a lot more energy. It just would have made complete sense for them to make sure that they had a battery that could handle um, the excess in power drain. Um, but yeah, it goes along with what they're trying to do. They're just trying to save a lot of money and they'll throw up the costs and they'll just not even bat an eyelid about it. But then again, it also leaves room for them to create like a dual sense edge controller too. <laughs> you know, second generation with extra battery life, and that would be the main feature, man. Jeez, come on, Sony, what are you doing? <laughs> Mate, it's it's mad. I looked at it and I thought, I'm not buying that pad because it's way too expensive. But like, yeah, I thought there would have been a battery, but I can see what they mean. The dual sense, you change one thing, you change the weight of it, everything probably changes in it, and in terms of its performance Ooh. or whatever. But Ooh. at the end of the day, it's just like, <laughs> if that's the case, release the bloody pad at the end of the year. You know yeah. what I mean? And let people think you, but they obviously tried to get as close to Warzone 2.0 as they could, you know, because that's what's going to sell it. You know, people are going to, it's yeah. the people who play online that are going to, are going to buy the game. Um, mm-hmm. But Alex, speaking about electronics, we're not far away from CES and you have a very tantalizing story for us. <laughs> nice roll on. All right. CES 2023, the computer electronics showcase for the coming year is soon upon us, which means more presentations for the world's tech leaders, Sony included. And we can already tell you that this year is going to be an important one for PlayStation players to tune into, specifically anyone looking to grab a PlayStation VR 2, uh, which will be featured at Sony's presentation for this coming show case the fact made obvious by its appearance on in the cover image for the live presentation on youtube so well there's always been rumors about them uh being present at this show and it makes sense for them to showcase what the playstation vr2 is capable of and uh see if they can actually drop a lot more pre-orders in fact i would like to know what the numbers are at the moment i mean do you have any numbers yet they won't share that because <laughs> it's a mix of select retailers and through playstation direct so Mm-hmm. Um, at that price point, we don't we we don't have a clue. But yeah, it'll be exciting to see what they're going to show and how they show it. I think the big focus will be on eye tracking and finger tracking technology. Yeah. I think they'll really show like what it can do. And mm-hmm. what I'm really excited for is we've seen certain media personnel play it and love it, but I want to see what like what CES is like because they're going to be able to experience PSVR two there. You know, yeah. and can I just say, if you're showing on a showcase, might not be a bad place to, you know, unpack that Half Life Alex announcement as well. You never hey. know, right? Yeah, Good I think that would be the one that if I did hear that, that would probably just sell it, man. But I really do hope that after seeing the presentation, you know, it's just going to make everybody like ramped up and excited for it because at the moment it's kind of mediocre online. You know, people are interested, but they're not compelled to get it just yet. So hopefully Sony does a good job at convincing a lot more people to place that order and even purchase it <laughs> straight mm-hmm. off. Definitely. Well, 
we're not going to go to a break after I'm yawning because I'm already tired like we normally do every episode after the sixth story because uh, as I mentioned Demi's not here we don't have letters this week they will be back next year we just we just don't have time uh, but we did oh, yeah. want to bring you the UK Christmas chart you know something that has become a favorite amongst everybody who listens to the show you know they love oh, listening yeah. to the charts so Alex are you ready for I am the ready Christmas chart go. Last week, just to remind everyone, God of War had reclaimed number one with FIFA at number two, Call of Duty at number three. I predicted God of War as a Christmas number one. Alex predicted Pokemon. Number 10, <laughs> Just Dance 2023. Number nine, Good Minecraft one. Switch Edition. Number eight Doesn't is lose. a new entry, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Number nice. seven, Pokemon Scarlet, number six, Pokemon Switch Sports, number four, number five, Pokemon Violet, number four, oh. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, number three, drum roll, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok, number two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which, ladies and gentlemen, for the 10th time, FIFA is your Christmas number one. Wow, you know, it was alternating between COD, God of War, mm-hmm. and FIFA for yeah. since God of War came out. It's just literally been a mix of those three taking the top spots with uh Pokemon secretly hiding to to pounce, but then Mario Kart decided to stab Pokemon in the back and take the highest spot <laughs> you know, for Nintendo. Yeah, they but... released a new upgrade patch for it for Mario Kart, so that obviously pushed it. No, it didn't push it, mate. They just chucked it into bundles like they always do with Mario Kart. (laughs) It's it's not that, right? (laughs) But, I mean, FIFA 23, number one, you know, it was going to be expected. Um, And the funny thing is it went to number one and it's only just gone into price promotion today. (laughs) So it went to number one at full price, you know. Yeah, so Um, we can expect to see it being number one for the uh, start of next year as well you know for the first oh yeah it's always 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 that's always Mm. the case you know but yeah it's been a fun year of charts and obviously when we get into um the first episode of the new year we'll look back on 2022 and we'll give you the top charts for the whole year for america for europe for asia for uk everything like that but alex that is this week's episode uh done and dusted have you got any final comments uh united i don't know i just want to just throw it in there but, um, but yeah but it's been a brilliant brilliant year and uh, i look forward to seeing what 2023 brings to the world of playstation 5 yep listeners and don't forget if you are a patreon you will get our final episode which is our game of the year episode this week as well for anyone who is in a patreon don't worry that game of the year episode will be available as normal next week at the normal time when we upload so you'll have access to that one as well. Thank you very much for listening. And Happy holidays. To Patreons, we'll see you in a few hours. To everyone else, we'll see you next week. We'll see you <laughs> next week. Enjoy. Enjoy.